0: hey it's your girl preach becca and it's dr g and welcome to the billionaire besties podcast (laughs) (laughs) hey everybody can you believe that we have had our show taken over For at least the past three weeks, y'all. It has been a minute since we just had feminine energy. You know, the dudes was hating on the last one. But (laughs) estrogen, feminine energy, we get to bring it back to our podcast. Welcome back again to the Billionaire Bessie's Podcast. It's your girl, Preach Becca. Dr. G is in the building. And we have a very hilarious, giggly, Overload episode for you guys. We got Besties <laughs> Times 2, y'all. This is been so good. Um, so. Dr. G. I hear you over there, girl. How you doing?
1: Listen, I'm good. I'm ready to giggle. The giggles have already started. Y'all just haven't heard right. them yet.
0: But it's right. coming. Don't wait. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's about to go down, you guys. So we have two of our favorite people. I know we say, you know, everybody's been on, we say it's our favorite people. But these are legitimately, like, two of our favorite people in the world on Thank our you. podcast. Like, these are both women that Teresa and I glean from, um, from a distance and up close. And um, you guys are in for a very special treat. So I'm going to go ahead and be official and read the bios or whatever. Because, again, <laughs> these people are legit, okay? So first and foremost, I have Miss Victoria Jones who was a Baltimore, Maryland native, and a resident of Huntsville uh, for over 15 years. I didn't know that. She is a master hairstylist and an entrepreneur of five, one, two, three, four, five businesses by day. Mm -hmm. And an excellent and committed wife and a mother to three beautiful children by night. And did I mention she's a baddie? Listen, got the yams. Got the yams out here in these streets, okay? But only for her husband, y'all. Don't be trying to comfort her. Only for oh, her yeah, husband. Not just, Amen. i try. <laughs> but despite the lack of marriage examples throughout her childhood, Victoria advocates for marriage like no other. And that's facts, y'all. Her passion to help wives win in every area and to make the most of their best selves led her to become a leader to married women and women-in-waiting, like me and Trees, and to counsel marriage hopefuls on the way to the aisle. Welcome to the Billionaire Besties podcast, our homegirl, Mrs. Victoria Jones. Woo! Welcome, welcome. Hey, y'all. <laughs> And Dr. G, who and else we
1: got? We have the home team. The home like, team. Listen, we're from Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm from Fairfield technically, but you know what I'm saying, it's all in the same area. Miss <laughs> Chantrice mm-hmm. Perry. Um, she currently resides in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, and that has been her home for almost 10 years. And she's currently also preparing to become a registered dietitian. So y'all get with her. Like mm-hmm. we, we need to do better because yes. y'all been on quarantine. Y'all need some help. I know it. I feel it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We all
0: <laughs> need some help. Listen,
1: <laughs> while completing her master's in nutrition and hospitality management at the same time, y'all like, This woman is doing it on mm-hmm. top of that. She is an awesome and devoted wife and a mother of two beautiful children. Uh, she has a unique voice in the marriage community because she represents the woman that never desired to be married. And mm. I know our listeners fit into that category. Mm-hmm. But now that Miss Shantrice Perry is married, she couldn't imagine life any other way. She has a passion for encouraging women, while they navigate life in singleness, marriage, and motherhood. Again, welcome Birmingham's own Miss <laughs> <Ms. laughs> Priest Perry. Welcome Birmingham. to the hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. All right. So, ladies, we know that you guys are besties. How about you tell us how you guys became best friends? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <little
2: five. laughs> um, so I was in the market looking for a new church home. Um, we re- I reached out via a um a popular ministry at the time. Um, it was a website, and mm-hmm. I was in that website and I was just like hey I'm in the Huntsville Alabama area can anyone give me a church and this woman elaborately you know spoke of this church and I was just like wow like okay so I pull up and she told me what you know what she would look like what she would have on what side of the church she would sit on so it sounded really welcoming right so um (laughs) during the welcome song um you know she you know she hugged me and it was real quick but her husband like what's up like it was just so welcoming i was like i found my fam
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: and after church like you know the service like it was another pastor <laughs> that and she was like oh girl you didn't miss nothing like come back next week and i was like okay and so, like, it was really short, but then the next week, I came again, and I'm, I'm thinking, we fam, for real now. So, I come in, and I was like, hey, girl. She was like, hi. And I was Ooh. like, wait, <laughs> uh, okay, again, my bro was like, what's up? And I was like, okay, like, li- literally still to this day, he's still like,
0: what's up, Chad?
2: And um, I was like, okay, maybe, you know, she trying to feel me out, but we fam, so that's what I'm thinking. So I sit down, service was amazing. And then right afterwards, I'm like, so like, I'm almost on some like, what y'all doing after this? And she was like, have a good Sunday. And she walked off. I was like, wait a minute. This is not how fam works. So that third Sunday, um, our pastor, like, announced that she was pregnant in front of the whole congregation. And I don't think she was ready. Oh. And afterwards, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know you were pregnant. Congratulations. How do you feel? And she said, I'm fine. And I'm
0: like, you know what? Like,
2: you know what? I'm done. Like. You know, like the first couple of times. Okay, I know you were trying to fill me out. That's fine. That don't even worry about it. But we started the chapter of the popular ministry at the time, and like I want to say, maybe a couple of weeks later, she called me at my job and was like, <laughs> "So what you doing?" And I was like, "I'm I'm a manager." So she was like, "What you doing?" And I was like, "Nothing." She was like, "Okay, let's plan this meeting." Like she called me every day since then wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) you you did you called me every day since then like it was strictly business I can't say that it was strictly business for the first couple of months and I think she found out she was feeling me as a friend and she let me in and then like I remember right when she opened her salon Um, she made a post, and I don't even know if we even talked about this, but she made a post, and she was like, I'm pretty sure to say that at this point, like, she's my best friend. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> so like, that's what I knew. I was in there. I was in there. In there. I knew I was in there, but like I really knew I was in there. then But um, it, it, the rest was history. Like it was just crazy how it went from like, girl, I don't know you, to like we we ministry partners. That's it. Then it went from I'm pretty sure it's safe to say she's my best friend. And I was like, wow. You know, I came up in the world.
0: That's
1: my story. I'm sticking to it. Mm. I resonate
0: with this story. I,
1: I just anybody that has listened to our podcast um, from the beginning knows that I resonate with this. Like, Becca kept me at a distance and everything. Like, this is my story. Like, in in y'all's version, like,
0: we're yeah, gonna let.
1: Or can tell her side of the story. Right, because,
2: you know, I don't really appreciate this version too much, but it's cool. (laughs) Because, I mean, it's still valid. But anyways, so that's what happened. She wanted to find a church and I thought I was being a good thing, you know, bringing disciples to Christ and stuff. That's all I was trying to do. (laughs) I wasn't trying to find a friend. I was just trying to, you know, make sure she got Jesus. That was it. Mm -hmm. So I think she sped up the timeline a little bit because I feel like it was more than three weeks. But I felt like, I felt like she was sweating me. Like, (laughs) I was like, I don't understand why she's trying to talk to me. I just invited her to church. I, I was not in the business of trying to find new friends. I was like, oh, uh-uh. this is not the move. Um, and I didn't have nothing to say. Like, I don't like small talk. So the thing is, Chantrice is an extrovert. I'm an introvert. So small talk like annoys me. And I didn't know her. So what were we going to talk about? I wasn't going to sit down and really talk to her like that. So hey, girl. Bye, girl. So, anyways, (laughs) like she said, she was super excited about me being pregnant, but so many people put all these different kinds of emotions on you when you're pregnant, and they want to know if you're Mm -hmm. sick and all that. I didn't have time for that. I was over here trying to believe for something that people told me wasn't possible, so my answer to everybody was, I'm fine, (laughs) and I meant it. (laughs) So, we did decide to start a chapter here, like she said, and... I knew she was a manager, so she told me she kind of sort of don't really be doing nothing, but making sure everybody else was doing their job. So (laughs) I was like, (laughs) why not? (laughs) You got time. I got time. Let's figure this out. Because I'm a planner, and at the time, she was not the most organized person. So somebody had to do it. So we getting this stuff down and the part that she left out was when we were talking on the phone, I was like, yep, I'm not trying to be your friend. God told me you my assignment. So I forgot that. Yeah, you forgot that. See,
1: (laughs) this sounds so familiar. Continue, continue.
2: (laughs) So I'm like, look, I am tough accountability. I'm not going to play patty cake. I'm not here to hold your hand and babysit you or nothing. But if you want accountability, you want somebody to push you, I'll do that. But you ain't got to worry about me running up behind you. I got too much other stuff to do. And she was like, uh? "Ugh." <laughs> but okay, I think I can. I'm like, look, I don't babysit feelings now. Like, if I'm gonna give you a little, a little push, you gonna have to pick yourself back up. I don't have time for that. <laughs> so nonetheless we started that way and i came in her life purging everybody she ain't your best friend oh yeah i know y'all been friends since i was like two but she ain't it drop (laughs) her um i know this person been in your life too and i know y'all pray together however many times y'all pray together during the week but she ain't real either so let's kick her out too (laughs) Uh, (laughs) like that's your co-worker she's not your friend stop saying that's your friend she don't even like you And she was like, wait a minute. (laughs) This girl is coming in trying to turn my life upside down. And she don't want to be my friend. So finally, once she started maturing more and we were talking more, because she acted like I was sweating her and I was calling her every day. She was calling me too. So let's be clear. I wasn't wasn't like a bugaboo or nothing just calling her every day. (laughs) Like, what you doing? (laughs) But nonetheless, From there, from accountability, the relationship grew. And she just decided how much she loved me. And so I had to love her back.
1: Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
2: But no, for real. She won my heart. And I love her. I could not imagine life without her. And I almost don't know what I was doing before her. So... She's listening. But I don't share well, so just because you listen and you think she dope, she's mine.
1: I love this so much. This has blessed me. Especially since we haven't giggled the past couple of episodes, because the man was all like had us all quiet. This is great. I love yes. this. This is amazing. <laughs> And it resonates with me on both sides. That's the thing. Like I, I resonate on both sides. I'm very much introverted. Um well Becca's introverted too. She seems extroverted, but she's not. Um, but I just I appreciate all of this. Like this is great. Mm. Becca, where are you at? Come on, come on share, share what you thinking, because I know
0: you you can see us in this too. Yes, girl. One of the things I love about Victoria is that she is a straight shooter, right? And so, although our stories are so similar, like I am not as blunt as Victoria is. And so, it's like hearing her yes. tell her side, I'm like, yeah, that was me. I was just doing it the nice way. Like, I wasn't exactly. being that rude, but that was definitely. <laughs> I was definitely like, why is this girl trying to be my friend? Uh-uh, I, don't, I don't trust it. And so, but like Victoria said, like when you when you find your best friend or you find your sister, you know, your sister friends, and you realize like how better life is with them in it, my life is better with you in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, I really I legit can't imagine life without my BD. And so uh, we definitely relate to that so much. and um, But before we continue in the conversation, I didn't even tell y'all why the women of God are here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that <laughs> part. So oh, I think this stemmed from a Facebook post, maybe. Um, but I think as single and married women, we've all experienced like this weird, unspoken tension that happens. Um, between married women and single women and you know i've experienced some i don't want to call it trauma but i've just experienced drama i'll say it that way um just from being in the church and you know my my friend circles and everybody's you know praying that they find a boaz and get married and what i would notice is is that when my single friends got married they would kick all the single friends to the curb and go hey well only married people Right. And so you would have this disruption of sisterhood based on relationship status. And I think what that has done, um, at least for, for the single side, what that has done is just caused me to be skeptical of married women because I'm like, do y'all legit want to be friends with us? are y'all always side eyeing us thinking we want y'all boo like is it always you know feeling threatened and and you know and i'm and i know there's another other side again this is why Victoria and chantries are here um but again i'm just speaking from my own experience and so we wanted to bring them on just for people that we trust um people that have felt the same way from the mary side of just like okay these single people they don't call me you know and so we're gonna have mm-hmm. a conversation like the 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 unspoken pettiness or the unspoken you know once you get married don't talk to those single people keep single people out your marriage you know all that type of stuff and we're going to address this foolishness and so um i know that shannon victoria when you guys met you guys were already married right Mm -hmm. okay so you guys were already married um and one thing I do love about them is we, we read yes. it in both of their bios is that they do have a passion for women who are single as well that are transitioning into marriage, you know, in the future. Um, but what has been your experiences and, and, you know, either one of you can kind of jump in. But what has been your experience? Um, transition into marriage and then how have your relationships with single women, how has that been affected by your relationship status? Um. Uh, mm-hmm. So I got married within two
2: weeks of telling everybody, like literally 15 days. I had Mm -hmm. been with my husband for six years. We started dating when we were 19 and everybody knew about us. Like they, they just knew our relationship was solid. Everyone believed in us. It was that type of relationship. Um, in person, I think that when I mean, because we've been together for a total of over 15 years. So, you speaking before social media was even popping. So, mm-hmm. like people that knew us and knew our relationship, they know it offline much more than they would ever know on social media. And so, um
1: the friendships that I
2: had, um, I think they were kind of shocked because I was just like, y'all, I don't know what that looks like. Like, I don't know what it looks like behind closed doors. I know what I've seen and I've seen like little disagreements, little spats, little, you know, bickering and stuff like that, but I've never seen the real. And so Mm -hmm. I was just so like, I was literally saying I didn't desire marriage out of fear so, my thing was, is that, like, I don't know where this is going to be. I thought that me and JP were a fluke. um. And so, when I said I was getting married in 13 days, they were just like, huh? And so, <laughs> they just kind of assumed that we were going to, you know, have people there. It would be, like, within a year's time, like, normal, But me and JP was just like, yeah, let's hit the courthouse, which was fine for us. But um, my pastor at the time, he begged for us to do it at the church. And from Mm -hmm. there, I was just like, you know what? It's got to be family only. Because if I invite my former best friend at the time, then he's got to invite his. Then he's got to invite his mama. Then, you you know, it became this cycle of I got to invite I got to invite so I was just like it literally has to be blood relatives that was the first thing that was just like my my best friend at the time was just like yeah that wasn't cool and I was like I mean do do you not understand and at the time she was going through a divorce so um at first I thought that it was just something she was just kind of going through and she was you know just kind of hurt from not being able to be there. Um uh, but she you know she didn't tell me until I had to drag it out of her and I didn't even think to drag it out until Victoria was just like she ain't your best friend. Like best friends don't do stuff like that. And she was like, "So how often do you talk to this chick because" I barely even hear you talking about her. Like she comes up every once in a while. And I was just like, I mean, she talks to me when I call her and that started the whole like miscommunication mm-hmm. thing that, you know, I, I hear a lot of married women say like the miscommunication, like the communication just starts to cease and from what i saw it was always on the single persons end because they're just like you newly married girl and i'm like i mean to enjoy the benefits of being married you know marital worship i'm not in the i am <laughs> like <"What> <laughs> you, can call me,
0: you know outside of the other 23 to you
2: know 22 to 23 hours you still got that time to call me that was mm-hmm. no excuse to me um, I tried to work that out. That didn't work out um, and then I had like Victoria mentioned, I had a prayer partner, um uh, which was a whole nother like lesson that I had to learn um but I was praying with her at the time over the phone, and she just had absolutely no regard to marriage, like she did not understand the sanctity of marriage um she just i mean like at first it came across as if she understood and you know cared about and respected my marriage but she did not like if she wanted to pray at 12 a.m she expected me to drop everything and be there Mm. to pray because of what i offered in the beginning i was so Mm. in in with, For lack of better words, I was so thirsty for friendship because my best friend at the time had just dropped me. Um, I was so thirsty for companionship because I had dropped everything. I uprooted everything. After getting married, after 13 days, I moved to another city and I had no friends. So I was just like, you know, whenever she needs me to pray, because, you know, that's a good thing, right? So I'm like, whenever she needs me to pray, I need to just drop everything and pray. And then after I started, like, hearing from my husband and hearing from God, like, you've got to establish some boundaries. I didn't know how to apply that, though. And so um, once I met Victoria,
1: (laughs) one of her first
2: birthday gifts that she gave me was a book on boundaries. And mm. I started reading that thing and I was like, wait a minute, I've been doing this all wrong. Like all of my <laughs> friendships have been
1: wrong and I,
2: part of me wanted to like, wanted her to be wrong, but she just was not wrong at all. Like mm. I had no boundaries. Um, and then when I started trying to enforce them, everybody was looking at me sideways.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: um, the people you would think that the people that grew up in two parent households with healthy marriages and stuff like that, you would think that they would understand. But those were the ones that fell off from me. My mm-hmm. um, my best friend from kindergarten, like she her, her parents, they've been married for almost 40 years now. And you would think that she understood. Nope, she's gone. Like she's no longer in my life. Um, and then my prayer partner, like her and her parents, that same thing, almost 40 years. And she did not respect the boundaries that I set after, um, we did that. And it was, it was just really disheartening. Um, it made me want to find other married people because I'm just (laughs) like, not to cut off my single friends, but to figure out like what in the world is wrong here? Like, what am I doing wrong? So it was never to be like, you know, let me cut off my people. I was wanting to hold on to anything that I had since I uprooted my life. Mm -hmm. And so once me and Victoria became friends and it was strictly ministry at the time, me and her both, we were just like, we're trying to help all single women figure out like you can do this with the proper balancing act, which Shameless plug. She definitely wrote a book on that, <laughs> but she um like we definitely like we're just like I don't understand the issue here because we're trying to show people that we can cater to my spouse, I can cater to my children, and I can cater to my friendships. And so right. we just want to show people like this is never our intent. Like we want to hold on to fruitful relationships, including with our single friends. so when we heard that there was some type of strife, we were just like, "What? like what? We were trying <laughs> to hold on to our single friends. We're trying to help them be the best mm-hmm. wives that they can be. So when we heard stripe, we were like, what strike? Cause we were try we were really trying to cultivate those relationships with our single friends. So it's really, I really think it's the enemy just, you know, creating this barrier between us when it doesn't have to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. Um and I think ultimately it does come down to like each individual experience, right? Yeah. And so from your side, it's like I was hoping that my single friends would adjust, you know, to me being married. And my thought was, I'm hoping that my married friends adjust, you know, to being married and don't kick kick us off to the curb. Mm -hmm. Um, And there, I mean, I'm sure there are some people who have made that transition and they're still friends, right? So I'm sure that happens too. Uh Um, But it just seems, especially in the church, because that's the world that we kind of live in, right? Uh Um, But especially in a church, it just seems like, Uh, I'll I'll say in the Black church, (laughs) in the Black church. There just seems to be this line of demarcation that's like, you know, once you're married, you've arrived and we don't hang with the the single peasants anymore because we're royalty, you know, like that kind of air and pride um, that some women, not all, that some women kind of, you know, carry. And so when it comes to. This, let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. So when it comes to um, your husbands, right? So both of you have amazing husbands. Shout out to JP and shout out to Kenny. Um, There's like this thought that, um, and not from you guys, but just a post that I've actually seen um, where a single woman was posting about how married women tense up when she's in the room with them and their spouses. Or you have this, um, this I've actually experienced this one. I was at a baby shower and everybody at my table was married and I was the only single woman. And nobody, like literally nobody looked my way. Nobody talked to me. Like it was just like an extreme wall that was put up. And so um, it, even if it's not personally from you guys but can you guys talk about that? Like, what is that? Is it just I'm protecting my marriage or is it insecurity?
2: Um I'll take this one. <laughs> um, I don't if I can, I wanna take this and then circle back to add on to what Shantree said. Um absolutely. So in regards to this, you know how like in the church you get people who can't talk to other Christians well, but they can't talk to people who aren't at their level that well. And I think this is kind of like the same situation. Like, you know how to talk married talk, but you forgot about single talk and everything don't have to be about marriage the same way I shouldn't have to have a conversation. And only thing I talk about is Jesus. Like I should be able to talk about something else. And so I do believe that there has to be, you know, some kind of line because, Honestly, as a married woman, you can't talk to your single friends about everything that goes on in your marriage. And it's not anything personal. It's just because there is a mindset shift that happens. So when you're single and you get a boyfriend, there's a shift that happens mentally, but there's another shift that happens when you get a fiance and there's a whole nother shift that happens when you become a wife. And so Mm -hmm. when you have not reached that mindset shift of a wife, then you may not understand everything that that wife is actually thinking through. Um, And so an example would be, you know, this is just my boyfriend or we just kicking it or whatever. You did something crazy. I'm gone. Peace out. Like we ain't got nothing else to talk about. Mm. But when you're married, you're like, hold on. Is this really worth it? Like, it's not just so easy to be like, okay, I'm gone. I'll see you later. Um, because mm-hmm. it gives you a different level of fight. And so I remember when my husband and I were going through premarital counseling and the first question our pastor asked us was, what is a deal breaker? And both of us was like cheating, period. Mm-hmm. Don't even, don't come home. J- just don't even tell me. Just be like, I gotta go. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> let's not even talk about it. It's, it's a wrap, it's a done deal. And by the time we finished um premarital counseling his last question to us was what's a deal breaker and we looked at each other and we said nothing mm-hmm. and the reason is it's not that i'm condoning my husband to not have self control because that's dumb but <laughs> what i'm saying <laughs> is that you know what i can't even call it a mistake because cheating is a conscious um is a conscious decision for this example and so but i'm mm-hmm. like you know what You messed up and you own up to messing up, but I'm not going to go down without a fight. Now, Mm -hmm. single Victoria, it ain't nothing to fight for. Like, we good. But (laughs) married Victoria looks at it different. This is my legacy. This is me teaching my kids that Love really works when you work it. Marriage is really something that still exists. Black golly, marriage is something that still exists. This is my legacy. This is something for my kids to look back on, to be like Chantrice's Shant- other friends and be like, you know, my parents been married for 40 plus years. Like, I have an example because I didn't have that. And so, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to fight for it. Now, if you don't want to fight, then... I'm not going to say what I usually say. So that's neither here nor there. (laughs) But (laughs) the point is is that we got to fight. And so with that Mm -hmm. mindset shift, sometimes people don't know how to reach back and have just basic conversation. Just because I'm sitting at a table with all married women and a single woman doesn't mean the only thing I talk about is marriage what about mm-hmm. you know i mean shoot if everybody got bundles on what about asking them where they get their bundles you know i mean it's so <laughs> many other things to talk mm-hmm. about not mm-hmm. just how are the how are the hubbies and the kids or i mean right. if you like shoes you like shopping there are so many other things but some people just don't know how to have different conversations but it's just a boundary and that like that circles me back to what chantrice was saying i remember um when I first gave her one of my boundaries, we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and she called me and was like, I really need help. My hair is doing something. I can't remember what it was doing. And I was just like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm off of work. So I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> 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 and she was just like, what's that supposed to mean? I mean, that means I'm off of work and I'm not doing anything else that has to do with hair. And and I remember as we were recanting the story a couple of weeks ago, she was like, at first I wanted to be offended because I thought we were family. I thought we were friends. But now that she has started, now that she has boundaries, she's like, no, it wasn't wasn't personal. And it wasn't. But I think that... um, For in her case, I feel like what happened with her single friends is the fact that not only did she get married, now all of a sudden, within two years, she's setting these boundaries that they ain't never seen before. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, okay, wait, because this girl done lost her mind. So she's going to get married. She's going to move to a whole nother city. And she's going to tell me I can't call her at midnight. What's wrong with her? (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) Whereas for me with my single friends, because I got married young. I was 22 when I got married.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And so, um, but boundaries have always been something that I've always utilized because um, my paternal grandfather is part Haitian. So I always had like a bunch of jobs. (laughs) And so (laughs) I had to have boundaries because I was always doing something. Like I went to two schools and worked two jobs at the same time. So I had to be like, okay, this is when I do my schoolwork. This is when I go to my retail job. This is when I go to the salon. This is when I go to, like, I've always had boundaries. And so my friends were used to my boundaries. But when I got married, I had to add another layer of boundary. So Mm. for me, that looked like I don't answer the phone after nine o'clock. I mean, if you ain't dying, you ain't bleeding, you ain't in trouble. It can wait till tomorrow to me but i mean and of course there are exceptions you know if my friend called me crying and she had a rough day i got you but we just talking like you want to talk about what happened on this tv show girl we can talk about that tomorrow and (laughs) what that did for me was to make sure that i focused on my husband but it wasn't to shut my friends out so i say all that to say all of my friends were single I had not one married friend when I got married. And I remember two of my closest friends having this intervention with me. (laughs) I mean, y'all, they set up a phone call and everything. It was like, we really really need to talk. And I'm like, what did I do? And by then, I think me and Chantrice were friends. And I had been married for like maybe two years. If me and Chantrice were friends, I think I had been married for like a year and a half. And they had this, I mean, it was a FaceTime call and it was real serious. They were like, we just feel like you dropped us. And I'm like, huh? Mm.
0: Like, Mm.
2: I'm confused on what happened here. Like, I'm, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm the one at home with a husband. Like, and I'm Mm. reaching out to check on y'all, but y'all don't talk to me unless I talk to y'all. And so for me, I'm like, well, I mean, y'all don't care. I don't care. But I think that a lot of times from my my perspective is that sometimes singles don't know how to navigate through that. Like, what do I say? When can I talk? How can we talk? What can we do? And I'm like, I can still do the same things I did before. I'm just, it's just different. So I'm not trying to go somewhere and have dudes like trying to hit on me because I'm married. But we can go hang out. We can still go have some wine. We can kick back. We can do whatever. I can come over there. It's fine. But I think that instead of having the conversation on, okay, now that you're married, what does this look like? Does our friendship change? What do we do? Do we have a sister date every week? What does this look like? Instead, Mm -hmm. it's just, I'm going to pull all the way back and then you tell me what you want, whatever you decide you want it. And I think that's what kind of causes the separation with single friends versus married friends is just that barrier in communication.
1: I think, too, um, Victoria,
2: real quick, like the mindset shift that you were talking about. I know that we are dealing with a generation of single women that are really afraid of what marriage looks like because Mm -hmm. the bad things are magnified so much. And that boundary is not to be like, stay out of my business that boundary is for protection Mm -hmm. for the single Mm -hmm. women in their mindsets. Because Mm -hmm. if you hear something that is like a deal breaker for you as a single woman, and then I tell you as a married woman, what my husband did, then you're just like, Oh, oh, I didn't sign up for that. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times the, for better looks like for some women, some wives, and I've heard this where the wife is applying for jobs for their man. Like they're so depressed at the time that they can't push to apply for a job. So their wife is doing it. But then you mm. you hear some of the single women being like, I ain't building no man. I ain't doing no building man. You know what I'm saying? But then <laughs> like you got the wives out here, like, I mean, I will build my husband up if I have to. You know, and, and it's just, it's really for protection. That's mm-hmm. what I I had to say that that's what that boundary is for. A lot of times single women are just like, oh, she don't want me to talk to her. No, like it's literally for your protection because you don't know what you will face after you say, I do.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: never know. And we don't want to scare you for, from it because it's such a beautiful thing. It's such a rewarding experience that causes you to grow in so many different ways that are absolutely mind blowing. Uh, But like, I could give you that, but to protect you, to let you know, like, yeah, it's worth it to cross on over. Sometimes it's better to have that boundary. It's not to shut you out. And it also protects our spouse too. Like we have an Mm -hmm. obligation to cover our spouse. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of times people, their loyalty, like I know my loyalty is real, but some people mm-hmm. they don't have, <clears throat> they're still biased in their loyalty. And mm-hmm. so for some single friends, if I'm like, girl, let me tell you what my husband did. Now all her friends mad at her husband uh-huh. and now and she forgave him two hours later, but all the friends are still mad. So now he's like, dang, you know, your friends came to your birthday dinner and everybody side-eyed me like, what's up? yeah and so it's also for the protection of the spouse because when that mindset shift happens then you can understand better what the covenant looks like
0: mm-hmm. and
2: you can mm-hmm. be like okay he did that he acting crazy but because Shantreece and I share stories all the time and I'm like girl let me tell you about your brother because
0: uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I can
2: literally be finishing up my story and I can be like seeing red, being upset and we can be on FaceTime and he can come right behind me and she is like, brother.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so
2: um, that's one of those things where sometimes um, not only are we protecting our single friend from their perception of what marriage looks like, but also protecting our spouse from a negative perception from our friends. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. This is so good right now. <laughs> so good. I feel like we say that all the time, but it really does feel like I really good. <laughs> like, I think as a single woman, hearing from married women that there is a mind shift change. You know, there's a mind mm. shift because we hear all the time where well, you just don't understand. You wouldn't get it, and it's like, but why? <laughs> you know what I'm, right. saying?
0: I'm not even
1: you're not even saying anything to me I don't understand right
0: <laughs> and
1: for me it's similar to where people be like oh you just have to renew your mind well how do I do that <laughs> you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying? or they're like oh you you know if you go through deliverance or whatever they're like you just have to keep up you know the work and i was like well what's the work what do what's I do work? yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like That's something that people will say to us like, oh, you wouldn't understand. But nobody says there's a legit mind um, mindset shift that happens on this level that just, you know, changes the game for, you know, you and how you look at life and how you look at how you do life. Um, And that's like, oh, okay, I get that. I, I understand right. that, and even if it's something that we've, you know, kind of, or some of the women listening have kind of heard or understood, it helps <laughs> to actually hear it from married yes. women. Because you know, I, I'll respect boundaries and all that stuff, but it's like it's different when somebody says to you, "This is the reason why," and mm-hmm, so right. you know that that was huge. And then just the the whole protecting your spouse, like the guys talked about it, <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. how important mm-hmm. that is for them. Um, and so just hearing from you guys, like how important that is in marriage, because I think we do a lot of times try to find somebody to vent to and vent to the wrong people. And then um, it's palpable when the man walks in the room,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: mm-hmm. and so, you know, hearing that we have that obligation. And then Shantrice was talking about, uh, it was so much, so many things. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. You know, since Trees talking about how, you know, it protects our mindset. And I'm like, that makes so much sense to me. Like all of this mm-hmm. makes so much sense mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because it's like there there are things on this side that I, I'm i sure I've said a lot of people I, I know, or tons of people. They're like, girl, I would never, I would never. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, you say that. But until mm-hmm. you walk that road, you know mm-hmm. there's an old saying that says "never say never," right? Because you're right. in a situation you don't know what you would do, mm-hmm. and so like all of this has been like super good so far. Back do you happen
0: here? Gosh, um, just echoing the sentiments of my bestie, like everything y'all said is just like wow, this is really good, and I wanted to. Um, I guess kind of share the share my heart as a single person, kind of what she, uh with um Therese was doing. I think sometimes the struggle is when when it when it comes to oh you wouldn't understand. It can come across as very um, dismissive, right? Like dismissive of our ability to at least try to understand, or or like yeah. she said, just listen, like. It, it's good to say, okay, yeah, you know, you single, you don't get it. This married life, you don't know what this married life about. Okay. But according to the Bible in Titus two, where it's talking about the older women teaching the younger women, we're missing those opportunities. Right. Mm-hmm. And so instead of using without, you know, without exposing your husbands or without, you know, doing anything that would disrespect him, I think that there are ways to bring in real life situations. And then talk about that and use it as a teachable moment versus just saying, oh, you wouldn't understand and kind of dismissing us away. Um, I think also what is is hard to swallow sometimes uh, when it comes to, you know, married versus single, I won't say versus, but with married and single people is I feel like as married people. There's almost like there aren't any limits to us as single women. Right. And so I can say, you know, oh, in my dating relationship, I'm experiencing this or with my females, I'm, re- I'm experiencing this. But then with y'all, it's like, well, I can only tell you so much because you're single and you don't get it. And so it's like, why am I charged with being completely open and transparent with you when y'all get to keep things separate and secretive or or private to yourself or close to your bosom? Again, not in a way that would, you know, disrespect your marriage, but why isn't there, why isn't there that mutual transparency or that mutual vulnerability? when it comes to married women sharing with single women what they may be dealing with now there are some things and i want y'all to answer that but let me get this disclaimer there are some single people who do not honor marriage like there are single people who are not trying to understand they're not Mm -hmm. trying to be respectful they're not trying to you know uphold any boundaries but then i believe Teresa and i and the people we know genuine single people who are like i'm not trying to get at your husband I'm not trying to disrespect y'all quality time. I respect y'all bound. I'm just really trying to understand. And I'm trying to glean, again, Bible Titus 2. And so if you guys can kind of touch on that, like why does it feel like there's a limit on how vulnerable you guys can be with your single friends? The ones that are safe. (laughs) Okay.
2: Um,
0: That's a very good question.
2: I hope I have a very good answer. (laughs) Okay. so I think that for this, a, pers- um, a perspective shift has to happen. And so in my experience from me, I can't speak for every wife, but I hope I cover a great multitude of wives that are trying to be a Titus II example. What good would it do for a single woman for me to tell you the issue, but not give you any encouragement behind it? Mm -hmm. and so what I mean by that is sure I can sit down and be like girl my husband did this he did this he not doing this he should have did this I wish he would have done this but if I don't have any solution then like Shantree says I have not done my part in protecting you on what you view of marriage versus Mm -hmm. like for me um like I just well you guys know that I just did this whole countdown to our anniversary um Mm -hmm. last month and I didn't even (laughs) share half of the things that we've been through Mm -hmm. I mean not even the tip of the iceberg (laughs) but the things that I did share I tried to come back and give a solution what did I learn from this
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but
2: I share some very intimate things, some things that other people hadn't shared, some things that people didn't know, um, some things that people may look at me sideways for being like, I still stand by my husband. But the thing is, is, is if I didn't come back with a lesson behind that, mm-hmm. then that would have been again like, man, what is this for? Like, yeah. if if I'm gonna these same struggles being married, then why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's not just about, being secretive or being private it's sometimes in this in the moment it's not that for me it's not that I don't trust my my single friends or people that I know can but there are times that because that mindset shift has not happened I don't first of all I don't even want to pray for myself or my husband okay if I'm mad, right, and so mm-hmm. if you haven't had that mindset shift, then you don't know how to pray for me or my husband either. And I have to tell you how. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to tell you how because I'm still mad, I don't have time to do that.
1: Right. <laughs>
2: Versus if I call <laughs> and I'm like, girl, listen, he did XYZ and I don't want to pray for him because that's real. That happens sometimes. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. people can give you this fairy tale all they want to. Oh, I pray for my husband every morning. Okay, girl, that's fine. Um, but the reality of the situation is you don't always feel like praying right then. And sometimes yeah. you just want to be in your feelings. But mm-hmm. because we know that marriage is a ground that the enemy attacks time and time again, and I mean he it's like. To me, it's almost like one of his number one targets, right? And so Mm. I would be foolish to think that my marriage didn't need to be covered. So I call Chantris because look, all I want to do is go off. I don't want to pray. I ain't got no words to say. So I need you to handle that for me but mm-hmm. i don't have to go back and tell her how to handle that because she's had that mindset shift of a wife and she can say you know what if i was in this situation these are the things that i know god needs to put on his heart these are the things that i know mm-hmm. god needs to put on my sister's heart too because she's wrong too mm-hmm. but as a single person if i'm coming to you and that's something that you haven't experienced in that mindset then it's like okay, so what do I do from here? Like you've given me this and basically I've burdened you because you don't know how to go back and put that burden on the Lord other than oh just praying, yes. other than just praying something general in a sense. Yes. But mm. a lot of times for singles, if you're praying something general, especially as an intercessor, you can still feel that burden because you actually didn't hit the right prayer. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and man. so I don't really think it's a, oh, I'm trying to keep this as a secret from you. It's just, I don't know how to help myself right now. So I know I can't tell you how to help me. Mm -hmm. But then I put some of that back on the wife too, because the wife should have never brought it up. (laughs) If you already Mm -hmm. know, then you should have just been like, you know what? Just just pray for my marriage right now. I really don't have the words to say, but just try to cover us best you can. And when Mm -hmm. it's time to talk about it, I can. But I think where mm-hmm. some wives mess up is they want to make their single friends feel included. So they dump all this stuff on them. But then the single friend's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like,
0: Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the
2: married woman is like, girl, I don't know what you're supposed to do with it because I don't know what to do with this either, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
2: so that's really what I think that is. I don't really think it's a situation of trying to be secretive. Mm-hmm. At least not for me.
1: Yeah. Okay and wow. because i am a like medical person mentally trees i
2: know you you going to feel me on this okay so when it comes to the body um you have certain things that if you get a cut you go in your bathroom or wherever you keep your first aid kit and you take care of that cut you clean it you take care of it anybody can do that right mm-hmm. then if you fall and you break a bone. Then if you go to your friend. They going to be like. Dang trees. that That's
1: messed up. Mm.
2: That's not enough for me.
1: <laughs> right. Oh
0: right. right. <laughs> so I need cool. <laughs> an x-ray. Right. You know what I'm saying. Like, like, <laughs> like that,
2: splint that you did. It was cool. But like. I'm yes. struggling over here. I'm bleeding out. You see what I'm saying.
0: Mm-hmm. Then
2: you find out you need surgery and some orthopedic doctors aren't specialists like they're not surgeons Mm -hmm. so then they got to send you to somebody else Mm -hmm. so what that brings it around to is that like married women have to they have to juggle this and they have to discern like okay what is it that my friends, my single friends that are intentional about how they plan to be a wife and how they want to allow their mindset to shift, they can have the best intentions in the world to be able to surgically fix my issue, mm-hmm. but they can't. And mm-hmm. like Victoria said, it becomes a burden. <clears throat> and if you're a feeler, if, you are, um, if you're an empath, if you're an intercessor, whomever I'm talking to out there like you will feel that thing to the point where you're just like I just want to do anything and I've been there um Mm -hmm. as a single person I'm just like I just want to help how can I help Mm -hmm. and it was my former best friend actually um if I wanted to be able to help and I overstepped my boundary And her husband didn't take too kindly to that. And he, like, cursed me out over the phone. Like, I got this. This is our marriage. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. whoa. But she couldn't protect me because all I knew was that I had a burden. And I wanted to fix my friend's issue. And I overstepped that boundary. And then I, I ripped that protection, that hedge of protection off of me. And so we don't want that burden to get so heavy for you that you overstep your boundaries mm-hmm. and you lose your protection. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like, if I tell you something, like if you ask me a question, nine times out of 10, like I truly believe that the Holy Spirit guides single women to me. Like this has been my experience To for you all to ask questions and mm-hmm. I can answer them. And I'm able to give you all the details of it because I've overcome it already. Right. Yeah. God has never sent a single woman to me to ask me a question of something that would not protect my husband and would not protect their mindset. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
2: think what it boils down to is that you have to, you know, discern whether or not it's OK for you to ask me a question. And nine times out of 10 is something that I've already overcome. Another thing that Victoria said was that like when we don't know what to do with it ourselves, this may be something that may be going on and on and on. It probably has been going on a year that this stuff has been going on Mm -hmm. and it can be a hopeless situation. And like I said, it could be something that this is a deal breaker for you. And so let's say I break and I go ahead and tell you, and then I, you know, I'm just like, I'm, I'm just at such a vulnerable place, I need to tell somebody. Mm-hmm. And then I'll tell you, and then it's still nothing you can do.
0: Right. And
2: so like, it's, it's like <laughs> like we've said so many times tonight, like it's, it has nothing to do with we're limited on our vulnerability. Because if it's a teaching moment, it's going to be a teacher moment. Like I said, I've never been asked a question that I said, you know what? I can't answer that for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because you don't have that mindset shift yet, um, I don't think there's a question that you will ask me that would make me feel offended. That'll make me feel like, you know what? I can't tell you that. And um, like I said, it just has never happened on my end. So it's nothing that you cannot ask. So when when it comes to asking certain things, like ask away, like because this is ministry for us, like this is everyday ministry. We have to choose to do it. We don't get to back out of it. We're always in ministry mode. So if y'all ask, we will answer. But mm-hmm. just volunteering the information, it's it typically isn't gonna happen at the time because, like, like we said, we we don't even know how to deal with it ourselves. Like, it's yeah. such a yeah. like like we have to fight. It's a different level of fight with our spirits that we like we may not have even encountered before. So, mm-hmm. trying to build that spirit man <laughs> up, like you have to depend on God so much, it can be so easy to tell somebody that already is against the problem already it's so
0: easy Hmm. to be like you know what
2: i can't do this and then you're just like girl i don't know what to tell you and you still trying to build your spirit man up the flesh gonna take over it's gonna be looking at you like you still ain't growing from this (laughs) (laughs) right
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know what's so
0: crazy um I, I'm over here just with mind-blown emojis because Chantrice knows and Victoria knows as well. Like, uh, you know, I'll text them, ask them all type of questions, and you know, they oblige me and answer. Um, but in the moments where I am just like, I don't think I'm supposed to be married. I think what was happening is that I was feeling the burden of people and had no idea how to fix it <laughs> and didn't have the revelation on how to pray or you know, or saw. I think what that mindset shift does is it, it gives you a different type of hope for the outcome. Mm-hmm. And as a single person, we may not see it like that. Right. Cause like you said, at the beginning of the episode, Victoria, it's like, I ain't got nothing to fight for, I'm out of here, you know, I'm on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I hear you guys saying, we learned um, on the guys episode that everything that they do is rooted in respect, how they interact with each other, how they mm-hmm. interact with their mates. What I hear from you guys is like the way you interact is out of protection. It's protection of your spouse. It's protection of your mind. And it's protection of your friends. And so uh, to our listeners, I hope that you guys have gotten like the, the aha that I've gotten is that it's not a slight and it's not rejection. It's not saying that you're not smart enough or that you're not spiritual enough or that you're not mature enough to handle it. But if they, if if your friends really love you, their goal is to have your best interest at hand. Mm -hmm. And so if that is a part of, if that takes them guarding your heart and guarding your ears and guarding your mind, then that's what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that like just literally blessed my life. So thank you guys for that. Of course, like I just came,
2: this analogy just came to me, but of course we're not God, Jesus, none of that. But if you think Mm -hmm. about it like that, like you will be in a situation and you'll be like, God, why in the world am I going through this? And you have no idea. But then when you get to the other side, you're like, oh, you were protecting me from this and this and this. <laughs> and so it's kind of the same thing with with friends. It's like when you get to the married side, when you get there, then you're like, oh, wait, I see now why you didn't say that. Because mm-hmm. if you would have said that, I would have forfeited this
0: mm-hmm. and so we don't mm-hmm. want
2: y'all to forfeit that. We want you guys to have this and um it's definitely that same kind of situation where where it is it's like that kind of protection that you can't see until you get to the other side.
0: yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I appreciate
1: it that. and definitely thank you guys for your support even today and your just your your ministry like this. It's truly a a Titus 2 ministry because it's blessing even us. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I have a couple of quick questions. One is a giggle question (laughs) based off of uh, something that Becca and I talked about before. (laughs) Um, But I'll ask both of them. The first question is, when is a good time? um, Because we talk about Titus 2. And so when is a good time for Um, single people to start gleaning um, from married people like when is that transition start to happen and then my second question is Beck and I talked about a meme that said that um, something to the effect of that your person has to be in the mood for you every day um, <laughs> right. so I just want to hear from the married women is that a thing like are you literally in the mood for your person every single day Shane
0: <laughs> what kind of mood <laughs> <laughs> it, just said,
1: it just said get somebody that's in the mood for you every day
2: hmm. um One thing that I love about my husband is that we do this peace offering thing. And if we kind of had a disagreement the night before and the situation, like, it was so small, so petty. We just went to bed on it and we wake up the next morning. He'll wake up and be like. You want some breakfast
0: from from another? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm like>, yeah, I <laughs> he put
2: me in that mood. Like it doesn't even have to be, it doesn't have to be you know, you know, sexual or anything. Like it put me back in that mood of mm. being in the mood for my husband. Mm. So, um, and then also, like, what was the first question again?
1: Um. When is a good time um, to start? Yeah.
2: Okay. So, um, I feel like anybody can get this work. (laughs) If it was because, like, for real, like, if I wish I had almost married ten years, Shan. Like, I I wish that I had me out here saying things that I say now um Mm -hmm. because I would have had someone to pull me out of this fear that I had like down to the very last day like before I got married I was scared like it and I looking back it was an it was an unhealthy scared like I didn't know I don't know what I'm doing why is he marrying me why did he choose me like Things that you probably Mm -hmm. shouldn't be asking yourself the day before.
0: (laughs) Right. Um,
2: And like, I wish that I would have heard conversations like this to pull me out of that fear. So like, um, I do believe that when you are healing, it has to be somebody that is graced for you. Um, Mm -hmm. because like, and it has to be a healed wife too because mm. i don't know who's out here you know saying that you have to be healed and hold um before you get married and you might be but like it's something about your spouse that is a whole mirror like a whole mm. mirror that that is not missing mm-hmm. anything um that comes about and you're just like man i still haven't healed from that like and it's stuff that you like forgot about And this stuff comes up. And so like if you're a single woman and from the outside looking in, you're just like, you know what? I'd love to glean from you. I see what you do. I see how you speak well of marriage. It's my responsibility as a wife to be like, you know what? The things that I feel like you would need, the tools that you'll need as a wife, I'm not healed enough in that area. So, mm-hmm. it's my it's definitely my responsibility to tell you like I can help you here here and here, but I cannot help you here here and here. And that may just come from mm-hmm. me asking a simple question, of what do you expect from me? Mm-hmm. If you don't know, then it's my responsibility to be like, you know what? This is all I can tell you. Like because mm-hmm. I'm not healed in this area yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
2: for me, I will say Whenever, I think there's always an opportunity to learn something, no matter how old you are, it's Mm -hmm. no perfect time. And so I know Chantrice is the one that was like, I'm good on this marriage thing. Like, you can miss me on that. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But on the other side, I was the one that always knew I was going to get married young. And so um, I remember being 17 And I was sitting in Waffle House after I left the club, (laughs) y'all. This dude is flirting with me, right? And he was just like, yeah, you're going to be my girlfriend. I was like, look, if you don't think you're going to marry me, I'm not dating anybody else's Adam. I'm 17, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm y'all. And this 17-year-old little boy (laughs) is looking back at me like, (laughs) little boy. (laughs) Y'all, because I'm thinking like, we were 17. And he's like, wait, you saying I got to marry you? Like, girl, I'm right. 17. And I'm
0: like, mm-hmm.
2: I'm like, I said what I said.
0: <laughs>
2: like, my intentions are to either be engaged or married a year after I graduate from college. And, you know, I ain't pressuring you. But if that ain't what you want, then we good. We can be friends. We can do a little bit more than that if that's what you want because I ain't been saved my whole life. So,
0: okay.
2: <laughs> you know, I'm just
1: like,
0: what?
2: I mean, this is what I know that I want. But, At Hmm. 17, I was in that mindset. And so I was going, I remember going to a small, all women Bible study and all of these women were married. And I mean, they were like married for a long time. Like one of them, I was dating her son. Like that's how long they've been married.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
2: And I'm going to the Bible study every, every Monday. We, it started at like six o'clock and we didn't leave sometimes till like midnight. And I'm sitting there like, oh, okay. Now you said you did what now? Okay. Now you still breastfeeding. How old is that baby? I mean, like, I'm giving all of this wisdom, y'all. Yes. <laughs> and I was just sitting there in awe because I'm like, man. Okay. Marriages don't have to be toxic. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. people really do love their husbands. Okay. Like mm-hmm. I'm learning all of this. And even like the lady whose son I was dating, her and her husband, they separated at one point he was cheating she knew all of that and they ended up getting back together and i'm like now how you did that because um <laughs> but it was something that they had already overcome and she was just like girl you just realize some battles ain't even yours to fight and you give it to god and then you come back later and i said oh so how did you do that like
0: mm-hmm. you know
2: all kinds of questions and that was 17 year old me And so Mm -hmm. I say that to say, there is no perfect time. Everybody's timeframe is different. But like Shan said, if, if you come across my page or you come across her, you ask a question, you can get the work. That's fine. And you can Mm -hmm. take it or leave it. But I just think that you want to make sure that you're getting wisdom from someone who is not toxic. Um, mm-hmm. because I know people are like, Oh, you gotta, like Shan said, Oh, you gotta be whole before you get married, or you know, you gotta be this, you gotta be that. I don't care how whole someone thinks they are before they get married, baby. you're gonna realize how whole you <laughs> aren't after you get married. <laughs> 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 because That's it's beautiful. like doors you thought you closed, chapters you thought were over, things you thought didn't matter or didn't hurt you, like Chantry said, it's a mirror, and it's gonna be like, and when i tell you that god will send your husband to pick on that one thing that you thought was not a thorn in your side my god and god gonna be like i'm gonna get that little like you know that splinter you can't see and Mm -hmm. it don't matter how many times you squeeze your finger you still can't see And god's like yep i'm coming for that one like
0: Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) and it's like look god how long i gotta deal with this thorn in my side it's been five years he was like Uh until you (laughs) get your life right Mm -hmm. and so um Mm -hmm. i don't really think it's ever too early if that's what you want if you just want to listen even if you decide you want to listen but you may not think you're ready for it that's cool too Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i think it's just wisdom to learn from everybody no matter the situation and no matter their marital status i still learn some stuff from my single friends and i'm like girl that's a good idea you're right um -hmm. (laughs) but so from that moving on from the heavy heavy stuff now this move from my husband all the time. Y'all gotta understand something about me. <laughs> First of all, I am, I am like probably in the five percent of female that operate females that operate on uh, respect and not love. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I really don't be mean all of that. <laughs> <laughs> wow and there are some days where it's like you wake up and marriage is a choice it's a choice to love my husband every day mm-hmm. um but I can't sit there and be like I like him and I'm in the mood for him every day either because some mm-hmm. days I feel like he acting real crazy <laughs> and I'm like and they and say I turn would turn talk to Shen, I'm like it is one of them days your brother is on the <laughs> crazy train I ain't gonna feel what we really call it so but it's just like he is crazy today and that might go on the whole day but that doesn't stop me from making the choice to love him and Mm -hmm. so even if i'm not in the mood whatever that mood is whether it's sexual or whether it's we got to be close and connected and i want to spend time with you whatever it is even if i'm not feeling that mood my choice is to love him so i'm gonna make sure he's taken care of and he's loved but that Mm -hmm. don't mean i feel like it all the time
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. that blesses me i'm gonna be honest because um i'm i'm pretty introverted and so like in the initial stages and stuff like i can go in and be like oh yeah so much time this is great and then uh, at a certain point i'm like oh i don't i don't want to see you (laughs) like (laughs) why are you here (laughs) you know? know and and I do that, and I have that even with family, and I remember my grandma told me one time, because I had explained to her, I was like, Grandma, it's not that I don't care about you, and it's not that I have an issue with you, because I was staying at her house, and I was like, it's just that I'm introverted, and I talk to people all day long, and I just need like a couple of minutes to just decompress, and then we can talk, and she's like, oh baby, I hope you tell your husband you don't need to know.
2: <laughs> Take the advice from me, say it up front. Cause I spent my first week coming into my home going upstairs without speaking to my husband. So mm,
1: okay.
0: don't do that. Don't do that, yeah. boobie. Say
1: it up front. Listen, the funny thing is that probably would have been me. <laughs> and then I would put it's not that even I would be trying to do it, you know, out of spite or anything. It's just like I would I don't have energy right now like leave me mm-hmm. alone for a couple of seconds you know mm-hmm. so but right. that that frees me up because I'm like y'all got to be in the mood for somebody every day but what if I don't like him today like right right the you know like it's not um negating the like you said the the um the choice like you have to choose that every day mm-hmm. um to love and do all of those things but it's like you know I don't want to feel condemned because I'm making the choice because I want to make the choice and not just because I'm all in love today, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Feelings are fleeting. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, fleeting, <laughs> feelings are so fickle. So we can't base something on feeling. Like, I would need more context. What is the mood? Like, what mood are we talking about here? Like, that's what I, I wish I
0: knew. Me. <laughs> so I wish I knew y'all it was very vague it was just like and you, y'all you know how social media get anything that sound good they gonna hype it up and share it okay, and yeah, it was just cute. like get somebody that's in the mood for you every day so I'm assuming my thought was get somebody that like you every day all the time get somebody that don't get on your nerves like all that type of stuff and I'm just like that is just not realistic like that's you know real I mean? cute cause I'm not in <laughs> every day well, that's not it.
2: I mean, now I will say we try we try our hardest to make it a point to not go to sleep angry. But mm-hmm. just because I'm not angry, and just because we talked about it, does not mean I like you again. I mean, that's right. just that's right. just not how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they should have gave more context because that's too vague. I don't like that's it.
1: Too vague. <laughs> <laughs> they, I appreciate this. This, this blessed me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this was super amazing ladies thank you so so much for joining us tonight and sharing everything that you shared if you would please uh, drop your information now so that people know where to find you, you want me to go first yeah i'll go first okay so <laughs> you can find me on facebook shantries um, perry
2: I take my talents to Instagram. Um, yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my name on there is at S-P-E-R-R-Y 722. So, it's like Sperry, like the boat shoe, 722. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I am on Facebook, Victoria Jones. Um, but like Chantry said, I take all of my real life to Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: And on Instagram, I am MrS.vjones. M-R-S. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can find me and all of my fun stories. So
0: <laughs> absolutely. So again thank you guys so much for joining us today make sure that you guys follow Chantries and Victoria um, we are uh, protective of them so don't come to them with no foolishness you know, <laughs> please don't we ain't about, we, we'll be about that
1: so <laughs> anyway <laughs>
0: thank you again for tuning into another amazing episode of the billionaire besties podcast make sure that you guys follow us all over social media hit up our facebook page billionaire besties click our link tree information there and it will direct you to everywhere you need to go and anything you need to know about the billionaire besties and so once again it's your girl preach becca i got dr g with me and -hmm. until next time
1: bye. bye